0: Welcome to The Doctor's Nutrition Show with Doctors Jim and Janine Fox. Together, they bring over 50 years of combined experience helping people just like you attain better health through interpretation of lab work, nutrition, supplementation, and lifestyle changes. And now, here are The Doctor's Fox with The Doctor's Nutrition Show. Welcome to the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hi, I'm Doctor Jim, and
1: I'm Doctor Janine.
0: And today's show, I think you're going to find very interesting, is talking about something that actually touches all of us: genetics and, and epigenetics. epigenetics. Yeah. Okay, Janine. Now that we've uh, recently, we did a TV, one of our TV shows on the genetics epigenetic thing, and it, a lot of people had a, a lot of really good feedback on it because it was you know helping them understand something that's really basic to life.
1: Right. I mean, everybody you know—everybody has their genetics. Yes, they and do. And that is set.
0: That is set.
1: So your genetics are your genes, mm-hmm. and you do get a, you know, from your mom and your dad. Mm-hmm. So the genes are set. You cannot change those genes. But what we did want to let people know is you can change what happens to those
0: genes. Exactly. Think about your uh, genetics as being like your computer. Okay, if you go buy a new computer, and you get it home, and you turn it on, okay, it's, it's a computer doesn't do much. You have to buy software. And that software is the epigenetics. Our genes are our hardware. Right, which can't be changed. Which can't be changed. Uh, You you get get what you got. Yeah. But then the epigenetics Mm -hmm. is uh, the things that can change those gene expressions. Right. And when
1: you talk about epigenetics, you're talking about a huge amount of of different things that affect huh. the epigenetic everything affects the epigenetics. I was
0: gonna say everything. I, you know, we explain, you know, the epigenetic factors as in that everything that you eat, everything that you breathe what kind of air quality you have? What you drink, water, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Things your
1: mom ate and, and yes. <laughs> drank and breathed <laughs> while she was pregnant.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's why you know we talk about you know now. Of course, we're we're familiar with the thing about the fetal alcohol thing, and uh, you, you mom, pre, you know, pregnant moms are told not to drink for that reason because it does change the quote unquote epigenetics. And that can change the genetic factors in the child.
1: Right. And people think, you know, oh, well, it's in my family. I'm just destined to get it. Not That's necessarily. not necessarily true. Right Now, there's no doubt your genes can make you more predisposed to a problem, whether it be cancer, whether it be heart disease. Exactly. I mean, so it it does make a difference. But you can make some changes to make it less likely to have those genes expressed.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and what we have, talk about that gene expression for just a moment. You have your genes sort of like your computer. Now, your computer will sit there all day long, and it may be running, but it's not doing anything. All right, that, that computer has not expressed itself. Now, when you put the software in it, like you put Microsoft Word in it, now all of a sudden the computer can actually express itself. And your genes are the same way. They're there, they're the potential, and what you do, how, what you, live, how you live, what you eat, what you breathe, what you drink, etc., 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 all of that, can, uh, can plays into the uh, part of actual gene expression right. which
1: is one reason why it is really important to stay healthy even if you're already healthy
0: yeah, because
1: you don't exactly. know how many people we hear mm. that come in that was just diagnosed with cancer yes and they were perfectly healthy yes they thought now they weren't sick they didn't have they weren't fatigued they they could run they could do
0: whatever. work they could yeah. do
1: whatever they wanted to do so they thought they weren't overweight overweight so they thought just because of that they were healthy, not necessarily. Um, so that's why we always say it's important to know what's underlying to know what you need to do mm-hmm. to help those genetics not express.
0: Exactly. You know, and that's why you know if you say, you know we we know about certain compounds that are quote unquote carcinogenic. In other words, they cause uh, cancers Can- in people and lab rats. Okay. But they don't cause it in 100% of the people, and it's because of the basic genetics. Now, if you expose 1,000 people to that same carcinogenic compound, not everybody's going to get that, their genes are not going to express it as a cancer but some will. If you have
1: the underlying genes to increase your risk of cancer and then you're actually exposed to that carcinogen, then it actually is more likely the person with the genetics to get cancer are going to get cancer from something that can cause cancer. Exactly. So again, that's why you want to really look at your epigenetics, which is make sure no smoking. That is one of the worst things you can probably probably do. That's
0: probably one of the biggies. And
1: they know that. I mean, they always are saying how much things cigarette smoke Mm -hmm. increases the chances of Um, of heart disease Mm -hmm. strokes cancer name it i don't know that there's anything that cigarettes are good for so the thing is
0: the tobacco companies well yeah that's true that's
1: true so you got to look at that so one thing you should no one out there should be doing is smoking correct now you always want clean food and we know if you've listened to some of our podcast earlier we do have some contaminated food today And so when you start looking at it, (laughs) there's been a lot of chemicals and stuff sprayed on the food. So the thing is, eat as organic as possible. And we always stress that. If you can eat organic, do it. Because that does actually help your Epigenetics. epigenetics. Right. So it does actually help that. Now, there's two different sides of whether the genes get expressed. Right. There's methylation. And there's acetylation.
0: Right. And the methylation process actually suppresses certain genes expressing. Right. So methylation and is good. Methylation is good in most cases, right.
1: Acetylation, yes. on the other hand, will start unwinding those genes and make them express.
0: Right. Methylation keeps them keeps the genes you know, tightly wound on a little spool, so to speak, to where they nothing can get to them to make them express. and And that's a good thing. Because we if once that acetylation takes place, the gene starts to unwind, now things can get to it and that chemical that you were exposed to, for instance, and all of a sudden it causes the cancer expression in the gene.
1: Right. And so what can you do about it? That's you know, that's what most people are well, gonna say. Yeah, what can I right, do yeah. to actually help that? Well yeah. with methylation, there's no doubt that I mean there's now there isn't problem out there with a lot of people where they don't methylate properly there sure and the is, more and yeah. more that's coming out in genetics which m- there is a lot coming out in genetics mm-hmm. they're actually showing that people have mutations to make them not methylate properly and of course those people are going to have more problems with gene expression because they can't methylate properly and right. methylation is good in either group whether they have that gene or not right so you always for one might want to know if you have that problem
0: Right. You know, for instance, a lot of people now that we get come to us um, and they'll come in and, and some doc has uh, had the foresight to check some things and they'll check what they call the MTHFR. It's a methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase. And there's that one particular gene that everybody seems to focus on in medicine. And you can have either a 1298 or a 677 or both or, or double. Yeah, you whatever. can have you a know, double, you can have a single, you can so have on. whatever. Yep. Yeah. And what that does, <clears throat> the more and, you know, of those particular genetic mutations you have, uh, they actually cause a slower expression of that methylation process, <clears throat> and that causes problems. Right. And used to, I can remember, you know, you and I have been doing this for a long time, and I can remember 15 years ago or so, and some of the literature that would come out would say, well, you know, don't worry too much about it because we probably think maybe maybe 10% of the population has a mutation in this in this one particular gene. Well, if you... Fast forward till today, you know, there's some authors saying as many as eighty to ninety percent of the people have at least one well, or at two least of one. Are, at least but they one.
1: know that the people that really have the problems mm. are the one with the double yes. genetic mutations. And there's no doubt the six seven seven is the worst one to have that affects methylation worse, but the twelve ninety eights are showing a problem as well.
0: And there's and other so, genes too. Right.
1: And there's um, other genes that if you have it in combination with it, mm-hmm will make it worse as well.
0: Actually, when you look at methylation, and a lot of people kind of focus on that MTHFR at 1298 or 677. Okay, cool. There's literally hundreds of genes in the methylation process. The CBS, the COMT, you name it, there's tons of them in there. And if you don't check those, you don't know exactly what's going on in those other methylation pathways, is what we call them. And uh, so that's where it needs really beneficial for somebody to get a lot more in-depth genetic work done if you're really truly wanting to control your environment internal environment so to speak need a little bit more in depth and we'll right w- we'll talk just in a minute about how to go about getting that
1: so with the methylation things that you can do to help we do have a product called methylcore oh, exactly. methylcore was put together for people with some of these mutations but mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt other people to take it as well to oh, help no, methylation no. because it is your methyl b12 your methylfolate your betaine it does have Think other B vitamins, because other B vitamins are also important in the methylation process.
0: B2, or riboflavin, is extraordinarily important in the, in the methylation process. And so when
1: you start looking, mm-hmm. there's things that, I mean, that helps methylation. Mm-hmm. Your glutathione helps methylation. Mm-hmm. We have something called DMG, which is a methyl donor. Mm-hmm. And DMG has been shown to help so many different problems. And one of the reasons it helps is because it is a methyl donor. And DMG is safe for a day-old baby. Um, you can yes. give it to, that's the good thing about DMG. It can be taken with just about, the only thing it can't be taken with, with somebody with an organ transplant because it does boost the immune system. Yeah, it does,
0: that's true.
1: And so you can't use immune boosters. But other than that, I've never seen a drug or anything else that Mm. it can't be used with. No. So the good thing about DMG is it's so safe, and it actually really does help. And we Mm. use it in a lot of different conditions, especially when it comes to lungs because it helps oxygen carrying capability. So there's a lot of things DMG does, but it is a methyl donor.
0: It is. Now, one thing to know about um, if you've got a mutation, and most of us have, I think after all the years of doing this, I think I've seen three that didn't have either one it, of those either, two. Either, right. Uh, those are rare. <clears throat> but what we, what we look at is, okay, if we have either one of these mutations, even the one that they say, which is twelve ninety eight single 1298, they say, well, it's not too bad. You maybe, it reduces your methylation by about 25%. Well, that's 25%. So even if you just have a single 1298 mutation, we're not even going to get into the T's and the CBS and everything. That's a whole bunch of stuff out there. But there's that one gene. If it slows your methylation down by 25%, what can I do to help prevent some of the problems? For one, you can't properly use folic acid. Right. Now, medically speaking, if you have it tested, they're going to look at folic acid, and they're not going to differentiate between folic acid and an active folate. Right. Now, in 1998, our government, and all their infinite wisdom decided that we needed to enrich foods. That's why it's so important to stay away from packaged processed foods because they started enriching it with folic acid.
1: Right, and regular folic acid is almost toxic or is toxic, toxic in people that can't utilize it properly. Right. So you do need the methylfolate. And even if you look, we are most of our formulas are all changing to contain methylfolate. Oh, yeah. Our megabytes one, our megabytes lean, mm-hmm. um, We do have a B-complex that actually has the methylfolate. Our methyl core is methylfolate. So we're starting to switch everything because the more that comes out on genetics and the more that people, we know that regular folic acid is detrimental to many people out there. Can be. Then you Mm -hmm. want to make sure you have the methylfolate. Now, one group that it's really important for is pregnant women. Very much. Um, We do have a prenatal that we use. It's called basic prenatal. And it does have the methylfolate. I always tell people that come in, they say, oh, I'm taking a a prenatal. Okay, which one are you taking? You want to make sure it has methylfolate. A lot of them out there are changing. So there are ones out there that are changing.
0: And there's still ones that don't.
1: But always Mm -hmm. check to make sure you have one of the prenatals, if you are taking a prenatal, that contains methylfolate. Because a pregnant woman, no doubt, is the ones that they know that folic acid deficiency and not being able to use folic acid can actually make birth defects.
0: Yes, actually the neural tube defects, you know, and it's one of the big things that they talk about, spina bifida and so on. And you know, forever and a day they, you know, if you listen to the government, if you listen to let's say the less than knowledgeable institutions and so on, they'll say that well folic acid is the problem. It's not folic acid. It's the methylation. And the methylfolate is actually the thing that suppresses the remember the right. gene mutation and methylation. So if we can't methylate the, uh, the folic acid, it's still
1: going to cause problems to taking problems. regular right. folic acid. Exactly. So that people out there pregnant or are going to be pregnant, you want to make sure you're taking methylfolate.
0: Methyl, right?
1: Right. So that's the methylation end. Okay. What can you do to keep down acetylation?
0: Oh, that's a whole nother ball game,
1: Right, because you don't want acetylation. That's when it starts unwinding, and that's when genes can express. Mm-hmm. And there's many things out there that will show, okay, this condition, if you were to take this nutrient, it'll prevent it. But once it's already there, it doesn't necessarily treat it. And right. that's because you've already let those genes express. It's exactly. always harder to put the genie back in the bottle.
0: <laughs> it's exactly right. Rather
1: than trying to keep it from coming out to begin uh, with. You bet. So even like rheumatoid arthritis, they know if your vitamin D is up, you're less likely to get rheumatoid. If your omega-3 status is up, you're less likely to get rheumatoid. But both of those, once you have rheumatoid, they're harder. Just taking them doesn't mean it makes it go away.
0: It'll help. It'll help. Exactly.
1: So that's why a lot of people, we always say prevention is the key. And Mm -hmm. of course, we always stress doing lab work to know what kind of problems you have underlying. Mm-hmm. Okay, you may not feel unhealthy. You may not feel like you have a problem. But say you have low B12. If you have low B12, even if you don't have that gene, you're probably not going to methylate properly.
0: No, because that's part of the methylation it's part process. part of the
1: methylation process. So you need to know that. Your vitamin D status, again, if it's been shown to keep down some of the autoimmune diseases to have high enough, you need to know if you're one of the ones that needs to supplement. it.
0: And one of the most important ones that we think is homocysteine
1: right well homocysteine people have high homocysteine tend to have a methylation issue which is why they have high homocysteine exactly so if you see high homocysteine you can definitely see that the person is not methylating properly and that genetic mutation especially the 677 will actually affect the homocysteine more than the 1298 they know which again they know it affects methylation more than the 1298 so it makes sense so a lot of homocysteine is not a regular everyday test that when you go in no, to have not. your healthy no. you, no. they do. No. Um, they don't check B12. They don't check vitamin D on just those healthy you status. So if you mm-hmm. feel good and you feel like you don't have a health problem, you're not having any of this checked. So that's why we recommend doing screening lab work just to make sure that you actually don't need to be doing anything different. Now, our expanded cardiac panel is the one that does contain the homocysteine. Right. And, of course, our super panel does, too, because it has all the cardiac issues and the hormones and everything else, too. So you really want to look at checking and knowing what you have underlying. Now, back to what can actually keep you from acetylating. Right. Um, A lot of your antioxidants.
0: Yeah. You know, and people, you know, we talk about these antioxidants all the time. But most people don't get enough.
1: Right, exactly. And one of the big ones that's been shown to help is curcumin. Right. Or, which is the active ingredient from turmeric. And, and you and know right. that looking, it has so much cancer prevention research on it. Oh, yeah. And that's it's, one reason why.
0: Yeah, you can go to PubMed, and I think we've talked about this on the other hot podcast, but just go to P-U-B-M-E-D. Uh, follow the links there. It's the National Institutes of Health. Type in curcumin, and you will see literally thousands of... Of, of citations coming up no research articles are done on this right. stuff
1: and green tea has been shown to actually right. help and resveratrol and some uh, of the
0: resveratrol the
1: broccoli extracts mm-hmm. and so you start looking and there is a lot of things that can help acetylation but you need to do it now we do have a product called Phytooxypro, which is a combination of a lot of those things together which is just a really good antioxidant. Which a lot of times
0: is a good idea just for overall health. Even if you have "quote unquote" a very good diet, we hear that one all the time. And even if you do have a really good diet, it's a really good idea to take something like that Phydeoxypro just so that you make sure that you've got things like the curcumin's, like the sulforaphanes from the broccoli extract, the green
1: tea, green egg, tea or, or dr- and, and drink and, and, and resveratrol, and right. drink green tea.
0: Oh yeah, do all that, do all that, and then make just a little bit of an insurance policy, right. if you will. Add a little bit more to it, like that phytoxypro. Well, that's why it's, we always
1: recommend probably a good multivitamin. Oh yeah, something a good antioxidant. Yep, and probably an omega three.
0: You know, because that's, that's like yeah. a kind
1: of a, in, in a probiotic. Like if you're right. healthy, that's probably things that you need, um, just to kind of keep you healthy. Because mm-hmm. of course, when you get into your probiotics, that helps a lot of detoxification in itself. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is you can do things to affect your genetics. Yes, you can. And you can do things to negatively affect your genetics. Oh,
0: you sure can. Now, if you want to know more about your genetics, you know, there's a, um, I call it kind of like a guerrilla marketing kind of approach to it. You know, it's, if you go down to the, uh, try to, you know, get all these things tested through normal blood tests, it gets kind of expensive. You can use a company called 23andMe, and I know you've all seen their ads. They, they, have, already, they, advertise, yeah, they a advertise a lot. constantly. But they, if you get the, the big panel that they have where it'll tell you about your ancestry and it'll tell you about your health. Now, they won't give you—all well, the government got involved, and they won't let them give you all the health information you need. But they give you something called raw data. So if you'll have your genetics uh, looked at by 23andMe, they will supply you with raw data. Now, that raw data can be taken to a place we use uh, a lot. There's a bunch of them out there. There's a but... bunch of them out there, but one that's just fairly inexpensive and gives you a lot of really good information for 20 bucks— is called Live right. LiveWello.
1: Right, L I V E W
0: E L L O dot com. Yep, and and that be, between those two testing procedures, we can get a very good idea of all of your genetics, all about that methylation process. And literally, there's hundreds of those genes. And you know, how does everything else go on? How and or even like the genes
1: you? that affect... Now, another big area in genetics, which is what we're talking about,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: we've talked a lot about the methylation and acetylation, mm-hmm. which in the end is what affects the genes both right. ways. But, you know, a lot of people out there have heard of celiac. Oh, yeah. and glu- But gluten to me, there's gluten intolerance. That's right. not a true 100% celiac. But if you have the gene that actually makes you prone to celiac, even if you're not a full-blown celiac, right. gluten is not going to be for, good for those people that have the genetic predisposition to develop
0: celiac right and you know we could probably do a three-hour podcast on the bad effects of gluten
1: right so but, that's another thing uh, that we reckon i think everybody should stay away from gluten anyway because yes. even one of your big authorities out there dr david per- perlmutter mm-hmm. which is a neurologist on his lectures he'll actually say it's not a question of are you sensitive to gluten it's a question of how sensitive are you?
0: Yes, right. Some
1: people are more sensitive to others. So they can actually handle, some people can handle a little bit more gluten than the next, but probably everybody is gluten sensitive. But exactly. that test that we just mentioned, the 23andMe, also will give you what they call the DQ markers, which is do you have the genes for celiac? Now, we don't see as many people have those genes as we do with the methylation issues. Right. But we do have people out, a lot of people out there that have it. And I think it's a good idea. If you hadn't had the test, stay away from gluten. Oh, yeah. We're Mm -hmm. ones that don't really think people should be eating the grains. And there is even Dr. Perlmutter, which I just mentioned, has put out a lot of books about grains and even one called Grain Brain that talks about how bad it is for the brain and what it does to you. I
0: was going to say, that's probably one of my favorites to to send people to is called Grain Brain by Dr. Perlmutter. And he literally kind of goes into the why not uh, problems, you know, that you get into this with, with the... And food. a lot of
1: it is about your genetics. And oh, it is so, all I about mean, genetics. The yeah. genetics, genetics are a huge part of your health status. Yes. But again, mm-hmm. your epigenetics can change it. If you have that problem, you stay away from gluten, it's going to help your genetics in the long run.
0: You know, it's, it, you're right. The thing is, it's is sort of like, okay, if you've got enough information to go with, and you know that, okay, I have a gene that causes me a methylation process... There are things I can do to control that. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to turn into Alzheimer's and heart disease and all that. I have control. And I think that's the one thing I like to get people to understand. You have control. Right. And if you know your underlying problems,
1: do something about them before they cause a problem. Yeah,
0: don't wait. We are really
1: into prevention. (laughs) And like we said, once you have acetylation of that gene Uh and it becomes expressed, it is much harder to
0: do something do something it, about yeah.
1: it than it is to prevent it in the first place exactly so the, really the key is to stay overall healthy exactly. and the way you do that is to you know exercise eat right don't smoke don't over drink
0: don't over exercise Ex- well, over exercise <laughs> has
1: actually been shown to have a problem and the, yeah, the, sure hum- the home assisting thing people are like oh well I'll exercise more and you know lower my home assisting I'm like, actually too much exercise increases homocysteine because sure you can't methylate and that causes a problem in itself. So you do want to do moderation.
0: Yeah, and everything, really. Except
1: for smoking. No yeah, sm- Most no stopping. smoking in moderation, I don't nah, think. Nah. So there's a lot of things you can do for health. There's a lot of things you can do even if it's in your family. Don't just say, I'm destined to have this so I'm going to eat and do what I want because we want to let people know there are things you can do to actually affect your health.
0: That's very true. You know, you even though you have the genetics for it, doesn't mean that, well, okay, it's destiny and I'm, I'm going to have to have this. No. It means that you need to do certain things just to prevent those things right. from happening.
1: And you may have to do more than the next person to prevent uh, it if it is in your family.
0: And here's something that we offer, Janine, that probably a lot of companies out there don't. If a person says, well, gee, I want to know more about this, call us, talk to us. We'll consult with you. We'll tell you how to go through the process. And, and you know, we can provide you with the lab work we'll tell you how to get this genetic work done without costing you an arm and a leg and literally and that way you can have the information that you need. Then we just apply the epigenetics. And that's part of our job is to help these people apply their epigenetic factors.
1: Right. So just give us a call. Right. one um, 800 You can go to our website, doctorsnutrition.com, has all our numbers there. Mm-hmm. And you can also go like us on Facebook. We're always putting information out there on Facebook and articles that would be really healthy for you and even recipes to tell you
0: how you can eat better. Exactly. So... Hopefully, we've uh, tripped the trigger, so to speak, and, and got you thinking about mm, my genetics and, ooh, epigenetics, where I can actually control this. It's an excellent thing. Uh, and that's our job, really, is to help you stay healthy. So, Janine, I hope they've learned something today. Yep, and we will catch you on the catch next Catch you next time. time. Right? All right. Have a good life, people. So long, and thanks for listening to The Doctor's Nutrition Show with Doctors Jim and Janine Fox. This show is a presentation of DoctorsNutrition.com. Find out more by going online to DoctorsNutritionMedia.com for archives of these shows, along with archived Doctors Nutrition TV shows with The Doctor's Fox. You can also call our toll-free customer service number, 1-800-824-0194, where there is never a charge to talk to one of our doctors.